we're moving along now. So now we're going to go. I want to touch on, uh, like I said, guys, this is an update. So I'm, we're updating with Ross and uh, talking about some of the cases that we talked about when I had him on the show before. So the one big one that I've had many people on talking about is the David Crowley case, mm-hmm. which is another one that there's definitely two sides, Ross, to this. I, I sure. hear people saying that David is definitely guilty. The evidence shows it. And the other side saying there's no way David could have done it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I many times I admit I've been bouncing back and forth when I started looking at the research. Mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, I was one day I thought he was guilty and then I'd read something, look at something else and then I, he wasn't. So sure. I want to speak to somebody that who actually, you know, you've you spoke with David and you actually oh. you interviewed him and you you were following him when he was doing it, get doing the, the Gray State trailer and, and working, mm-hmm. giving updates on YouTube and that I yep. want your who like from what you know of David and uh, give me what are your thoughts like you actually talked to this man a few times yeah and I'm really curious like what are your thoughts on this case and then we'll start there and then God knows where it's going to go from here yeah absolutely well I just want to say a couple things on this so yeah I do bounce back and forth myself um I'm not like overall I'm probably like neutral on you know whether whether David did it I mean you know let's well before we deep dive this, let me, uh, <laughs> so this is, yeah. sorry for stepping away. This is, That's what, okay. happens, this nope. is what happens to you when you're, when you're, when you're not a big true crime guy, which is what I re- would have referred to myself to as like three years ago, not a big true crime guy. I was always into other, other things, more of the stuff like what Rick covers on his channel, like extraterrestrials, uh, alternate history, forbidden history, Oak Island, uh, you know, UFOs, uh, cri- um, cryptozoology. Yep. That, that, that was always, I know you've covered all that stuff, Sasquatch and Bigfoot. Yep. I, that was always my bag. I was always way on the deep end. I, I'm zero to 100. I always went all the way in. So as far as like basic true crime cases, none of it ever really got me uh up and like we said last time up until zodiac and i was kind of on jack the ripper before that but but yeah that's another interesting one jack the ripper for sure and and that's why they call zodiac the american jack the ripper because there's so many parallels well this is where not really uh being a big true crime guy gets you i probably have about 30 true crime books on my bookshelf behind me that you guys can't see i just finished (laughs) reading this last night and this is what i want to get you into rick chaos by tom o'neill this is the actual real story of of, of the Manson uh, Tate LaBianca murders. Okay, I gotta um, read that. It's called Chaos: Charles Manson, the CIA, and the Secret History of the, of the '60s. I just finished this last night, and the other one I want to get you into, Rick, is uh, Son of Sam, the, the David Berkowitz, because there's some crazy stuff there. Uh, uh, the book is um, uh, The Ultimate Evil by Maury Terry, saying that there's an actual cult. And they were passing around that forty-four pistol, that that four-four. Uh, right. Pistol. And David Berkowitz is the only one that gets arrested. The Carr brothers both die recently after, and everybody else gets off. Just a theory. I'm not saying either this or the. Well, I saw the documentary on on Netflix. I think yes. it was, and I I've watched it like five times. Like it's Sons of Sam, and actually, you can check out my interview with Carl DeNaro. David Berkowitz victim on my channel, which is my uh, my Sons of Sam cult conspiracy interview series. Uh, and I had Carl DeNaro on there. He worked with Maury Terry, the author of Ultimate Evil. And he also has his own book called, uh, uh, what is this book called? It's called Why I Wasn't Shot by David Berkowitz. I think it's like uh, Son of Sam. Anyway, why I wasn't shot by David. Anyway, check those out. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to put a link in the description for that, for that uh, interview. 
for Absolutely. sure. So, yeah, yeah, my interview with Carl is awesome. He's the man. Shout out to Carl. Uh, so anyway, I'm just prefacing by saying a few years back, I was not a big true crime guy. And now look at me. <laughs> so look, it's crazy, man. So, uh, so, so David Crowley, yeah. You know, again, like I would say, like I, I'm probably like neutral on this. The reason why I brought up chaos and, and Charles Manson is because, you know, let's just say the other group, the group of idiots that constantly troll Greg and Dan and just spout moronic BS and nothing that you guys say has any grounding. They like to think that like every case is a slam dunk and law enforcement does awesome. Well, I'll tell you a bunch of cases where law enforcement didn't do that good. Zodiac, D.B. Cooper, JFK, they lost his brain. They lost a bunch of evidence. <laughs> they botched JFK crazy. Kurt Cobain, they wiped the entire rifle down, and they don't even have Kurt Cobain's fingerprints on the shotgun lying right next to him. Yep. So how am I supposed to believe that Kurt Cobain shot himself with that shotgun when you can't even show me fingerprints on the gun lying six inches away from him? And I say that to say this, same thing with David Crowley. Um, I think points that Greg and Dan have made you know, on, on the crime scene are very good points. You know, Apple Valley police out there in Minnesota, they're not used to those kind of murder crimes. They're, they're very rare. For, for them to walk in and say, oh, well, there's a gun lying next to him and, you know, this and that and that, it's definitely a murder-suicide. Well, doesn't that sound a lot like there's a shotgun lying next to Kurt Cobain, so it's definitely a suicide. And then they just rule that suicide in, in 24 hours and they don't do any actual investigation while Courtney Love is banging the coroner and, and every single one of the officers on the police. It's so team, true. Super, super legit. Super legit police work, guys. So, I mean, yep. that, those are just a, a, a couple things there. But, yeah, uh, you know... I've all I see that's the problem I've always had too with people saying like well just read the police report and that'll show you that David did it and I'm like and yeah. I'm like you okay I'll read the police report but as you just said Ross which is key and I want to make people realize that people mess up police mess up cases all the time like I yep. mean if you dive into that you're gonna be busy for the rest of your life all the time all, all the, the time, time. so I'll just say, say yeah. yeah. The D.B. Cooper, for example, 302s, you're talking about FBI agents. And, you know, me and Eric just covered this a deep dive. There's so many inconsistencies about his eye color and people said this and people said that. You're talking about people that were on the plane when it happened and they come off and get interviewed and they can't even give give the same story of, you know, you're talking about being inside a plane. You're not talking about a football stadium. So if you can't even get people to agree on those descriptions, like much, much like Zodiac, you have multiple composite sketches, you have multiple D.B. Cooper composite sketches. So, I mean, there, there's, you know, with them not, okay, so when Greg and Dan first started doing their lives, I think it was Dan's old channel that got deleted. I yep, was the yep. first, this is, bro, there was nobody in the Facebook group back then. I was the first person to come on live with them, and I was telling them about how I was a crowdfunder on what was going to be the Gray State feature film. Right, and yep. This is actually a hilarious story because I was... That, I thought that Gray State trailer was awesome. It's st still online. You guys can Google it. Uh, Gray State concept. Trailer. I like it too. Yeah. Uh, and I was super into that. And then uh, you know th those uh, Greg and Dan got those full versions of the of the script. Uh, just for anybody who doesn't know my my backstory and my involvement with the project, and then I'll get back into the Crowley case. Okay. Uh, I. You know, I was a crowdfunder. I, I, I interviewed, I spoke to David twice. We had a little pre-dry run where him and my co-host Gaz 
uh, we talked to Dave and we just kind of you know plotted out how the interview would go. Then we have the full two-hour interview, which is on my old music channel, Planet X Records. Uh, and then you know David, Dave and I had uh, 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 some back and forth uh, emails. That when me and when me and Rick do a full Crowley case breakdown from my perspective. Uh, I don't know if you can show uh, screenshots and stuff like that, Rick, but I have like some emails of me and Dave. I still have them. And then he gave me uh, access to their Dropbox, which had all the Grey State music because David actually composed that music, which is in the Grey State trailer. And uh, my old rap group was called Gorilla Alliance. It was me and my boy Mac. We were supposed to take some of that Grey State music and make, we we're going to make like a hip hop track with it. So oh, it right on. The authentic gray state music composed by david and we would have kind of it, it didn't pan out for obvious reasons for anyone who knows how the rest of the story goes but um yeah it was interesting those are just some behind the scenes things that not a lot of people know since people always like to tell me how the project went and how david was when none of you guys even talked to him period or did any work with him so there's that um yeah, that's why I'm glad that I actually got you on here to chat with you because yeah. I, I want like you actually talk to him, right? Like, you right. know, and you you were following his work and, and stuff, right. and I think that that says a lot because not a lot of people that are talking about the case, me included, never I never talked to David. I, I yeah, you know, I mean, and, what I see is most people got involved years later. Like, exactly. Get, yeah, you know, th th that other group didn't pop up for years later, and it's just a Greg and Dan Dan you know uh, uh, fan club. So the the, the official group is. Justice for David Crowley and family. If you guys are on Facebook, go over there and, you know what I mean, Greg and Dan, Sophia, Catherine, they all have really good uh, information on there. Greg has his book. I, I I think you can download Greg's book on his uh, website. I don't know if it's free or... I yeah, think, it's yeah. still free, yep. Yeah, he's got hard copies maybe on Amazon or something. Yep. So, uh, he, you know, that that is a really... I really like his work there. I really like Dan's old work. So, you know... So what happened here, right? What happened here, Rick? So that's what we're all trying to figure out. What the, what the hell happened here? I'm, I'm sitting around, you know, I throw down, I throw down some, a, a decent amount of money. I've said, I've said what the amount of money was before on streams with Greg and Dan. Um, and, you know, I get, they send me uh, some, some, actually, uh, I don't know if you can see this. This. <laughs> Reaching into the abyss. Reaching, I love it. Reaching into my bag of tricks. This <laughs> is the executioner mask from the trailer because when you crowdfund the uh, when you crowdfund the uh, uh, back when we crowdfunded it, they, they they hooked us up with a bunch of stuff. I have this and uh, a couple other things. I had the poster framed, and I have they sent me like a big um, those ammo belts from like the machine guns. Yeah, yeah. The so they said I got I got all that stuff in the stash. Rick. Well, when we do the deep dive. Video, oh yeah, that was I didn't know you had the mask. Oh yeah, I got. I mean that's not the I don't know that's not the exact one from the trailer. But, yeah, but I get like yeah, yeah. A bunch of copies so. So yeah, I got a lot of stuff. So uh, idiots, I'm talking to you, the people who like to troll on YouTube and Facebook. When you try to tell me how the project went and how the trailer went and how the feature film crowdfunding was going, first of all, you guys don't even know what crowdfunding is because you're idiots. Second of all, you didn't pop up till five years later. So don't try to tell me how David was or how the project was going because you guys don't know. You tried to say that I said I was involved with the crowdfunding of the trailer. Let me get close for this Rick, one, Rick. You are a fucking idiot because they didn't crowdfund the trailer. They crowdfunded the feature film. I don't even know how you could get that confused. It's pretty simple. Uh, so let's get back to the uh, let's get back to the case. <laughs> let's get back to the, there, there's some idiots out there, Rick. We got to handle them properly. So let's get back to the case. So uh, so I'm sitting around waiting. What's up with this feature film, right? There's a lot of back and forth to where David was at with the Boglio group and the MEG. 
uh, how they were uh, how they were getting, you know, what was the deal going to be, right? And essentially, I think what they ultimately landed on, all uh, Greg and Dan's work was when he brought them the script. It was so long they were looking at um, chopping it into right. a series, right. which yeah. would have been much more, you know. Granted, this was 2012 when they when they crowdfunded. So I think what they were going for back then was like a like a solo feature film because that was more the thing. As time went on, Netflix, Apple Prime, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, and the other million streaming yeah, things. Well, the, po- the popular <laughs> thing now is 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 series. Yep. So yep. it would have made sense to split Grey State in um into like ten episodes or something like that. If you go back to my interview with David, which you can link if you want, Rick. I will do for sure. You'll hear him talk about Grey State, a Grey State sequel, graphic novels, video games. uh, In other words, the Grey State universe. So you would have had that intellectual property, you know, just like everything else has a freaking, you know, Star Wars, name it. You know, Game of Thrones, everything has a universe now, right? The, The MCU, the Marvel Universe, that's like the big example. But... It's amazing how David was thinking about that, though. Like, I found that really amazing when I listened. Thinking about the future? Yeah, like, he was really planning on taking Grey State. Mm -hmm. Like, he just didn't want to do this movie. He had, like you said, he had a whole, he wanted a lot planned around this whole thing. And I just think that's really, really fascinating that he was thinking that far ahead. It wasn't just thinking of the, he was planning things and he was going to, you know, expand on it. Really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. That's been brought up a lot, too. It's like, doesn't really seem like a guy who, who would kill himself and his family, um, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, just, just just before we get to the murder scene, let's just back up this thing that he was had undiagnosed PSTD and he was depressed and he was he was drinking absinthe and, you know, smoking cannabis. You know, I know that one before. I know Rick is a, is a cannabis enthusiast, as am yep. I. Uh, we should we could do a whole episode on that sometime if you want, because I, I do work with some activists down here in Southern California. And let me tell you something, Rick. I've drank absinthe many, many times. Never had a suicidal thought in my life. I use cannabis quite often. Never had a, I've used them both at the same time. Never had a suicidal thought in my life. I have tried the magic mushrooms fungi. Never had a suicidal thought in my life. Now, granted, I didn't serve in the military, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be an expert on PST, PTSD, PTSD yeah, and, and yeah, P- PTSD and, and 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 issues that veterans deal with. Because I don't know. Granted, you know, both of my grandfathers were, were veterans of Marine and Navy, but so I don't know. That's not really my lane. I'm not a psychiatrist, but you know, as far as all of those theories, and then you know, Apple Valley Police wants to go and say, well, he was he was working in this dark conspiracy content and it pushed him over the edge so it's like then you have the a gray state documentary which is a complete piece of crap pretty much no resolution or thesis in that film whatsoever it's just basically a, a hit piece on david to make him look bad you know what i mean so that 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 further muddies the water and is, is a piece of crap and is totally stupid uh so i mean it's it's a it's a very strange crime scene um, oh for sure yeah you know it, it is it's super depressing that, you know, they say that that the issue was money problems and uh, and there was that check on the front, the front the doorstep. Front, yeah. Yep. David's dad, like, I really I really wish somebody would have opened that front door, ha- have seen that, because if, if the whole thing was money problems, I think that at least would have prevented that from happening that Christmas, you mm-hmm. know, whether it was going to happen regardless or not. There's one more thing I want to point out before we get to the crime scene. Okay, yep. They say that David was performing a ritual 
and at the time the story was uh, he created a playlist called Ascension yep. while he played that music for him to kill his family and his and himself to yep. Ascension Ascension and then later on our boy Greg proves that that was actually David's Ascent which was a USB attachment to the computer so if you ask me <laughs> that's quite a fucking leap from he created an ascension playlist to kill himself and his family to to oh wait it was just a usb attachment called ascent oops that oops. one was yep. a little bit of a mistake so i wasn't really pleased about that um of course you have the back door being ajar yeah that always that one always bothered me there's a couple pieces of yeah. this case that really yeah. make me wonder and that's what keeps me kind of wondering yeah. because okay, it's just so, strange so we will keep it right so it's less than an inch or less than a quarter inch open yeah not very okay. much okay whatever yeah. it's 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 minnesota in the winter though still odd um and then uh and then you know the missing the missing shell in, in the ceiling that's uh, a big one for me which they say that you know they couldn't see because of the christmas tree which i personally found idiotic uh so so that so that's that's where we're at. We have this quite strange, quite quite strange crime scene here. Um, the bullet yeah. in the floor is another one, which I yeah. found weird because yeah, a lot of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them say that he was shooting it probably at the dog, and then he missed the dog, and then he just I'm like, okay, if he missed the dog, why would he just not go shoot it? Okay, we we can't have it both ways. We can't have it both ways. They say he's a military combat veteran who's a who, he's basically the military advisor on the Gray State Trailer and Project. He's the one showing everybody else like you know what you know what a military advisor does on on set, Rick. They basically yep, yep. make sure people are holding weapons authentically and making sure everything is correct authentic yeah. from a military perspective. Yep. But then he is so out of his mind off absinthe and marijuana, probably neither one would even make me miss my target at the shooting range, that he can't shoot his own dog in the house. We can't have it both ways. He can't be a military firearms expert. He's a, he's a alt-right, right-wing nutcase, but he can't shoot his own dog with, like, what was it, a forty-five? Like, like come on, bro. Like, what, what are we talking about here? Is, is this the same? Is this the same murder scene? Is this what we're talking about? He's, he's an elite firearms veteran expert but he can't shoot his own dog from like six feet away like what yep. so yep. that makes zero sense in my opinion um but let's back up a little bit right let's just go with let's go with the police report narrative right because law enforcement are set such ex experts they never get it wrong right they never get it wrong rick they always knock it out <laughs> of the park especially a small town police force like this so let's say that it happens exactly what the crime scene looks like, right? He, he, he shoots his wife and his daughter and then kills himself and apparently shot at the dog but missed. Okay, it's weird, but the whole story is weird, so we're just going to roll with it. Yeah, let's roll with it. Well, the stuff that Dan Hennon dug up about the Gray State goons, as Greg calls them, is absolutely ridiculous. These guys are... Dude, I, I, I wish... Dan's channel didn't get wiped. I think I think Greg may have re-uploaded the videos on the on the Gray Stage channel, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the curious case of you know Eric Sayward and the other you know they basically break down each one of these guys. I mean, how about this creepy weirdo at the Ron Paul Freedom Fest 
when they go up to David the first time and they go, uh, hey, do you have your wife and your daughter with you? Can we see your wife and daughter? And David, like, noticeably <laughs> steps to the side. Yep, like, yep. No, thanks, man. I'm all good on that. Like, bro. That was that weird, me. actually. You that say was- that to me. Uh, uh, FYI, guys, anybody who has a problem with me, I'm going to be at CooperCon in Vancouver uh, <laughs> before Thanksgiving next month uh, at the DB Cooper convention. You guys say that to me at one of these festivals, I'm smashing your cameraman's camera on your face. You're not getting anywhere near anybody in my family. That was that was weird as shit. If you said that to me, I would have knocked you out on camera. I don't give a fuck. So yep. that was a creepy, weird fucking thing to say, for one. David was noticeably uncomfortable with it on camera, for two. And then you dig up all this shit that, that Dan dug up on these weirdos that don't have incomes, they don't have jobs, they're all they're all constantly pestering David in the emails of like, hey, what are we doing, Gray State? Hey, can I get some more of your uh, more of your Gray State money? So is it really a mystery why David cut these people off because he wrote and directed the entire project himself to the point, uh, you know, there's all the Danny August Mason bullshit. Like we we'd probably have to do a full episode. Oh on yeah, this, yeah. Cover everything, but you know, he he, he got weird fast. Uh, like Danny, I would love to talk to you because I got a lot of questions for you, but. Doesn't seem like you're talking to anybody since since the last time you were on camera. So, um, you know, then then Dan digs up all these stuff on these guys, and it's like everything there, everything about them is all BS. They're posting face, uh, fake Facebook posts. You know, this one dude like posted, I think it was Eric posted his daughter, and it was like an old picture, and it was like an alibi for him to say that like he was with his family during that Christmas, but he really wasn't. You know what I mean? It's like he dug up some shit on these guys. And then you have them talking about they're in the house after the fact, after the crime, but before police. And supposedly, I think, was it uh, Sayward or one of those guys had supposedly had the picture of a hand on his cell phone that he was going around showing people. So let's just say the entire just for sake of the other group, because you guys are so, you know, dedicated to your police reports let's just say that it happened how the police reports say it happened well then you have these other guys chris klein and all these other guys the gray state goons coming in the house and going around the house looking for something supposedly having a picture of a hand on their phone and 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 so what the hell is the deal with all that stuff you you people don't have a have a problem with that even if david is the the would-be murderer Mm -hmm. right but what about all these weirdos going in the house afterwards and taking pictures and looking for stuff, probably going through the hard drives and taking who Lord knows what else. And then Klein, you know, they spell Klein's name wrong in the police reports. And then they give conflict, you know, supposedly, uh, you know, that part, Rick, where, where the car, the car was seen outside of the house, yeah, yeah, like yeah. after the fact. And then they go and they lie to the police about when they were there and why they were there. Yeah. So at the bare minimum, if it happened the way it happened, as the police reports tell it, we should have a lot of questions about what these people were doing in the house after the fact. Like, obviously, they were trying to steal either the footage or the intellectual property or the script. Seems like they were trying to steal something. And I'll just end with this. Later on, Danny August Mason, he tries to go back to the MEG group and he tries to re-pitch Gray State as Gray State Universe. They set up a new Facebook page called Gray State Universe. This is after David's passing, and he essentially tries to hijack the project. Uh, and they and they found Gray State Universe LLC, 
and they try to re-engage the MEG group, who at that point had nothing to nothing to want to do with the project. So I'm not gonna me personally, like I don't know. I think there's something going on. You know, I haven't I haven't deep dived the the the, the police reports. Like I you know, I was actually I was thinking about coming back to the, the Crowley case full time and so I could cover it the way that uh Greg and Dan right, and Sophia right, yeah. and Catherine cover it. Um, and, and I was even thinking about maybe doing a, uh, a, a great state uh, interview series on my channel. Uh, but it kind of turned me off all the, once all those weirdos were trolling and they, they started trolling me, tried to label my name. They tried to, you know, it's funny, like I tried to, this, this is hilarious. I got it. So a, a certain idiot that we all know of who would go unnamed, who really spearheads that movement of, of trolling Greg and Dan, I, I was trying to tell them how, listen, I've worked on more films than than David Crowley worked on. I have done short films. I, I was in uh, Stronger, the Jake Gyllenhaal film, which is directed by David Gordon Green. I was on that set. That's a, that's a you know major production at the time when I was living in in Boston. So quite frankly, my IMDb resume is longer than David Crowley's was. So I think I have a much better idea of filmmaking than any of you idiots on Facebook do. But I told them about how I crowdfunded this uh, Rob Zombie movie. It's called 31. I don't know if you've seen that, uh, Rick, but I know I think you're into horror. Oh, God, I love horror. Are you kidding me? Of course yeah, I've so, seen that. <laughs> so check out 31. It's kind of like an indie crowdfunding yeah, movie yeah. that Rob Zombie did. I, I, I was telling them how I crowdfunded that, like using the example, like, yeah, I've crowdfunded, I've crowdfunded Danny Trejo projects. I've crowdfunded Dolph Lundgren projects. I've crowdfunded Rob Zombie. Like, So I'm, I'm making the argument that this is no different of how I crowdfunded Grey State, of how yeah. I crowdfunded all this other stuff right. that actually did get made because the director of these other movies didn't die in the, in the pre-production process, right. like the Crowley case. And they're going, oh, and they look, they looked up my name and they go, oh, Ross is in the special thanks. And then they looked up like what the different, like the general definition of special thanks was, and they were like. It's when someone offers like a location or they they lend something to the film like for the set and they're like yeah ross probably brought the donuts <laughs> hilarious joke no i told you i crowdfunded it you fucking moron that's why my name is at the end of 31 in the credits just like my name is in the bunch of other movies that i fucking crowdfunded it's no different than gray state or any other movie i crowdfunded why you people are not able to understand that when you think you're such these analytical fucking police report reading geniuses makes zero sense whatsoever. I, I literally don't understand it. Much like how you guys said that I said I crowdfunded the concept trailer, which I didn't even know about because it was an indie production in Minnesota. I didn't even see it until it came out and they were running the crowdfunding campaign. And I'm going to send Rick all these screenshots because we're going we're gonna to prove all this shit and finally shut the door on these idiots once and for all. all right. You guys are so fucking stupid. But this is my favorite part. The person who will go unnamed, she goes, oh, Rob Zombie? She goes, if he's so famous, why haven't I heard of him? Holy shit, <laughs> your fucking Facebook ego is ridiculous. How do you get that kind of ego with 200 people in a shitty group that no one pays attention to, and you just said a famous rock star who's also a famous movie director isn't that famous because you haven't heard of him. I don't know. Maybe because you're a 90-year-old lady that doesn't listen to metal or watch apparently watch 
freaking mainstream uh, big studio budget movies. Because when we talk about House of a Thousand Corpses, we're talking about Lionsgate and Universal Studios. I'm pretty sure those are bigger than your shitty little Facebook group, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Right, Rick? Oh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was my favorite one. Who's Rob Zombie? I don't know. He's famous from being uh, in White Zombie. He's famous for being Rob Zombie. And he's famous for directing movies like House of a Thousand Corpses and Halloween. You're a fucking idiot. Yep. Go ahead, Rick. Oh, no, I agree. Like, that, it's true. Like, everybody knows who Rob is. Most people know who Rob Zombie is or have heard the name. Stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. Like, yeah. holy shit. Like, you, you really think because you have two idiots listening to you on Facebook that it makes you more famous or have more clout than Rob Zombie? Like, oh, why haven't I heard of him? Like... Listen, there's probably a lot of shitty bluegrass bands that I haven't heard of because I don't listen to that, but they're definitely more famous than you. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's, yeah. it's like, what? Like, with these people, man, like, you, you just can't win. So uh, that was a funny one. But yeah, just for anybody who doesn't understand how the crowd, even though I've explained this on multiple podcasts with Greg, who doesn't understand how the crowdfunding process works, I'm happy to explain it to you. You know what I mean? And uh, it, Well, you did a great job. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, how much more can you explain it than that? You can't. You can't. You can. Again, again, they're going to spin it in some way that Ross brought the donuts. I wasn't even on the 31 set, so what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I, don't even, I think they filmed in L.A. I don't even know where they filmed that movie, you know what I mean? Like, Well, yeah, like, yeah, like, hey, man, you have. You have you've crowdfunded a lot of movies, that's for sure. And yeah, I'm on, I'm on IMDb. You guys can Yeah, definitely. Check it out, guys. Like, I, that's what I keep saying. Check it out. And uh, so, yeah, like I definitely like we've kind of talked a little bit about the case. So I'm, I'm more I, what I'm curious about, too, uh, Ross, is when you talk to David and I, mm -hmm. people, I'm going to post a link to the interview that you did with him so people mm -hmm. can see that. And mm -hmm. what was he you said you kind of talked to him off the air and stuff like that. What, what yeah. was your take of him? When you talk to him, did he sound crazy? Did he? No, he... I didn't. He didn't sound crazy. I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess the whole argument people would say with with a psychopath is like it's like the movie American Psycho, and they're so good at keeping their composure, you could never right. detect they have these secret insanity going on inside their brain. Um, from what I understood, I talked to him the first time with my boy, uh, my co-host of the old show, Gaz. Our old, our old uh, radio show, Planet X Radio, and um, you know he sat. You know, at that point, he was deep in the crowdfunding campaign. Um, he uh, he he was. You know, they were just kind of. He was working through the uh, script. You know, that from what I understood, they were doing a lot of you know things to try to make it authentic. Like he was looking to try to get some like retired Navy SEALs oh, to uh, wow, read okay. it just for like military authenticity. So it sounded like a serious. You know. Military, you know, pre-apocalyptic, you know, military, you know, uh, you know, sci-fi or action thriller, uh, whatever right, you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. Um, it sounded like a serious project to me, which is what got my attention and um, uh, why I wanted to be involved in it. I mean, what's kind of funny is, uh, <laughs> is, is Greg and I have kind of like crossed opinions on that because I was a fan of the trailer and I was super into the project. And then when that first copy of the script leaked, I was like, okay, this is like not not really what, what I was going for. You know what I mean? Because right. it didn't really incorporate a lot of the elements that were shown in the uh, in the in the concept trailer. So I was I, I thought it was a, pr a pretty amateur level script to be honest. Uh, Greg Greg actually liked the script a lot, and he did he didn't like the concept trailer at the time. Like I th I know he's kind of come full, full circle on it now, 
But at the time, like, he thought it was more like fear porn, like, kind of propaganda, which I can see that angle, of course. Me too. Um, yeah, me too. So it's kind of funny. Like, I was really into the trailer, and then uh, the script, I was like, it's not really for me, uh, which is why me and Greg have those uh, those deep dive analyses on, on, on the script. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know my angle on the case, I'm really more into the Gray State project than I am in the actual Crowley family, you know, the murder case, because it's just too fucking depressing, you know? I'm, I'm more on the filmmaking artwork side. Aspect. Right, that but makes I, I, sense. I got no problem getting into both. I got no problem getting into both, you know, because you can obviously see my true crime background now. Um, I really like Greg and Dan's work and, and Sophia and Catherine. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. So as far as, yeah, I mean, he seemed deep into the production of the project. Now, a lot of those people who were involved in the concept trailer were dropping off at that time yep. because they brought nothing to the table. You know what I mean? David was going to pitch this to a major studio or a major streaming network, and they were going to hire all professional actors and probably, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even think he was, because he directed the concept trailer, I don't even think he was going to sit in the director's seat. You know, there was talk of, of major Hollywood directors yep, taking, yep. taking the helm of that. Um, as well as producers. So he probably would have been more like a producer, writer, consultant in, in the end, had everything come full circle. Um, but he seemed, uh, you know, everybody, you know, everybody uh, always described him as ambitious, dedicated. Now I know, I know the eight, have you seen A Gray State back when it was on Netflix? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a document, the mockumentary, I call it. That was so one-sided. I've had Trash. a problem. So they basically yep. pitch him as this like charlatan, you know, uh, who's going in there and trying to dupe the producers. And, and it's like, you know, the way I look at it is when you are a indie indie filmmaker and you have the chance to get in front of those people, you pretty much have to do whatever you can to yep. get your thing. Like this yep. isn't Martin Scorsese when he made Taxi Driver or Sylvester Stallone when when he made Rocky One and, and everybody like assumed Rocky One was going to be a failure and all that. He didn't even know if it would work himself. So when you're basically on that other side and you get in front of those people that are going to get you your funding, you essentially have to do whatever you know you can. So yeah. I, didn't really, I didn't really look at it as like, oh, David's a genius con man and he's going to he's going to totally dupe the conspiracy uh, uh, community, which is what they all say. You know what I mean? He just, he, you know, he, he, he took all of our money and ran, which, you know, honestly, to be real with you guys, 60 G's ain't going to get you very, very far. Like I could spend that real quick if I wanted to. You know, I got I got expensive tastes. So uh, you it's know, true, though. 60, yeah, they got 60,000 uh, from from the from the crowdfunding of the concept trailer and what that's considered is that's startup money. That's money for David to maybe finish writing the script and maybe some, some travel back and forth to California or whatever producers he's, he's going to talk to. So, I mean, you know, it's quite funny when they say it's this big $60,000 conspiracy. Like I bet you 60,000 dude, like uh, uh, people like, you know who Bruce Campbell is, Rick, you're, yep, you're a yep, fan. Yep. Okay. Guys like Bruce Campbell get paid like 30k a day on set. So exactly. You're talking about 60 grand is like two days of Bruce's salary on a short film. You know what I mean? Yep, so yep. like in filmmaking, 60 G's is nothing. You know, uh, people. God, one guy. I talked about this with Greg before. One guy tried to say like, "Oh my God, like dude, like like 10 million dollars, 20 million dollars, 30 million dollars, like." Go look up what John Wick, you know, John Wick became this super action trilogy, um, uh, massive franchise. Great movie. Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> and they're working on John Wick Chapter 4 now. I love that movie. 
John Wick 1 was essentially an indie budget yep. that they almost didn't finish making. Yep. So Keanu Reeves put up his personal money to finish the project. We're talking about John Wick. We're talking about John Wick. It's freaking huge now. Yep. When they made it, they didn't even know if it was going to get finished. You know what I mean? It's so true. Like, yeah. When you start throwing around millions, trust me, bro, it goes fast in filmmaking. You oh, know I, can, I can only imagine the budget. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, I think, like, wow. And then I also, I've heard people say that David was, like, doing this movie just because he wanted to soak the conspiracy uh, crowd kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, I, yeah, and yeah. I get upset with that because uh. we're trying to paint David as – like to, in the, my opinion is, of course he's going to be trying to make a movie that he can make money on. I mean, like what? What's the point? Yeah, who's he trying to fool here? Like, I mean, he's got a family. He's trying to become a big. He wants to get big in Hollywood. Yeah, he's going to make money. He's going to hey. want to make money. That's not a bad thing. I, hey, I, Rick, have you ever met a carpenter before? Yeah, of course. Do you know a lot of carpenters that build houses for free? Like None. they go buy all the wood and the concrete yeah. and they just sit there. And they're like, here, you can have it. Like not a one. Why? Why do all that work? You know, for like that's that's I don't know. I don't, I don't know where that came from. If it was the conspiracy community or if it was the other idiots. But like, well, come on, bro. Like it, like. None of these directors, Francis Ford Coppola, or like he, he's another one, right? Like, you know, Coppola is this epic genius director of, of Apocalypse Now and the Godfather trilogy. Uh, this, this, this movie that he's been working on for like 30 years called Metropolis, he's putting up all the money himself. Yep. Now, granted, yep. you're not going to be able to do this unless you're a Coppola or a Spielberg or a Lucas, but he's putting up all the money for his next movie himself because none of the studios would pick it up. And, you know, obviously he owns a winery. Dude is super rich. He's a legend. He's like a, a god tier director. So he's 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 doing it himself. So the only time you're ever going to, like, see that happen is when you're like a legendary director that's at the end of your career. And it's a passion project. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I just want to make this for me. That's the only time you're ever going to see this. Why? Why should David show up every day on set for the project that he's been, you know, his baby that he created and he's just going to hand it off to these other people? And he's like, OK, I'll just be a consultant and I'll stand around while you guys film my project. Yep. and You don't have to pay me anything. Yep. That doesn't make any sense. You know, exactly. That's the way I look at it, too. It's not a bad thing to want to make yeah. money like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, that and he did so. Right. We're definitely going to have to. I'm. Thank you for your – I'm really happy, Ross. Thank you for get, telling us that about what your thoughts on it. And I definitely yeah. want to do a deep dive with you. Yeah. Someday we will really set aside time to do a deep dive on the Crowley yep. case. And yep. that. So, But, I mean, for the sake of time, I don't want to dive in this one. We did. We kind of touched yep. really on it. I love what you were saying. I like th yeah. that you got to speak with David and interview him, which is – you yep. know, I think that's great. You're one of the only people I've talked to that actually did talk to David for any amount of time or interview him. So that's cool. I'm glad I got it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, final note on it. We we emailed back and forth quite a few times. I uh, My old rap group had a song called Order Rap KO. I don't know if you ever heard hip-hop before, Rick. Oh, but, yeah, uh, for sure. The artist uh, Cannabis, who had a gold record, he was yep. on Howard Stern, so he was friends with Mike Tyson. Uh, myself and my my partner, Ryan Mack, we have a track called Order Rap KO featuring Cannabis. And uh, I actually sent that to David and, and like literally on our interview, David was like, I don't personally listen to hip hop. He's like, but I respect hip hop. Yep. And that's all, that's all I want to hear from people. If you're not from the, the hip hop community, like I used to be like, we're not we're not looking to have every one of you guys being a hip hop fan if you don't understand it. But I really like David's opinion on that. Like, so I sent him that track and he was like, hey, do you mind if I use this for uh, <laughs> right promos and shit? And I was like, please do. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, 
yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same way with heavy metal too. I always tell people you don't got to love heavy metal, but at least respect it. I mean, like yeah. a lot of these oh, guys yeah. get a bad rap and that they're not talented and stuff. And I'm like, come on, man! Like you yeah, may not like most. the music, I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm 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 hardcore hip hop heavy metal. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure, music lover. And, and and final note on Crowley: Why would he waste all his time going to all those Ron Paul? festivals and speaking about you know anti-establishment dissent he's writing all these speeches and he's putting himself in the public like it seems like a huge waste of time for a guy who's going to write a creative script and then later on try to pitch it for a feature film um you know granted uh him and danny were on uh the alex jones i'm sure you've seen that yeah, footage saw that yep and so it's like why why do this massive campaign? Why do the crowdfunding? Why even make the concept trailer? Like, unless you're one of the uh, CIA false flag psyop people, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. All I'm seeing is a dude that's putting in a lot of work on a script yep. and, and wasting a lot of time. And final note on filmmaking, people who don't understand the script writing process. Uh, have you seen the movie Point Break, Rick? I love Point Break. Okay. So the dude. Well, it depends what version, because there's the original. original. Okay, Rich, I love the original. The dude that wrote Point Break, that dude was waiting tables in California for years, and they and and they were like, "Hey, dude!" They were like, "Your script got picked up," and he's like, "Nice." He was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get my foot in the door, like a gray state situation." Right? <laughs> yep. And then they were like, "Oh shit, sorry, man. We lost the studio. We lost the producer." So that dude got stuck waiting tables for two or three years after writing Point Break. Point Break is freaking huge. Yep. It's Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. You know what I mean? So. People who just don't understand the script development process, they'll give you these stupid crackpot theories on the crowdfunding and the, and the gray state script. And what I see when people do that shit is you're an idiot. It, because of the gray state concept being conspiracy related, you know, yep, they want yep. to say all these weird fruity things about it where, guess what? It still had the same script development process as every other film you've ever seen. So, yep. you know, I would say it's akin to that. Like, you don't, I bet you didn't picture the, uh, the point break writer waiting tables for three no. extra years before his film got picked up, but he was stuck being a waiter because his film hadn't got his uh, script hadn't got fully processed yet. So like, yep. there's a lot of stories like that in Hollywood, dude. There's a lot of stories like oh, that. Oh, I can imagine. And it's crazy because I, I can't even imagine what it takes to write a script. Right. Like I did the, the, the years, bro. Oh, I, geez. I, I don't even know where to I've start. I've written one, bro. And it sucked. And, uh, <laughs> I, on, on my writing app, I've had, I've had like three, four hour writing sessions where I was like, man, I'm pretty confident about those scenes. That's pretty good. Forgot to save it. Boop. Wiped the entire thing and be like, okay, there's four or five hours of work yeah. gone. That's wow. one small example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I couldn't even imagine writing a script and I, I've read David's scripts. I've read all of them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, read both. I, I like that 2013 version yes. better with the yeah. uh, the Stephen King shit, as uh, as Greg says. 